Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Host Advantage Show. We are on episode 9 today, and I'm joined by my good friend Chris on Discord. And today, we're going to be diving into some horror games. So we've always, we've in the past, we've talked about games that we love to death, and I feel like we haven't touched specifically on the horror genre in a long time, and I figured it's a good genre to tap into, especially given that uh, we're big fans of horror games and Callisto Protocol is going to come out and we're super excited for that. So we're going to talk about that today. So Chris, what do you got? <laughs> so I just want to preface really quick that I want most people would call a scaredy cat. So I don't Same. like always go for horror games, but I do have one in particular, well, two, but I just kind of wanted to start out with Dead Space. Oh, of course. <laughs> because that's the one that I can safely say is like my favorite horror franchise. Mm -hmm. um, but there's there's one necromorph in particular that I I always think about when think about what scared me the most. It's it was called the Divider, Ugh. and it is just like this tall, slender man like necromorph with like this like really like haunting swine-like howl yeah yeah exactly you hear it, you're just like god damn it i fucking hate this guy mm -hmm. and there was like something about the way it like ran towards you like that is all kind of lanky and just mm -hmm. it it's not even the hardest enemy in the game it's like almost it's not even consider a boss it's like a I mini boss say. yeah and like you can argue that there are other parts that are scarier but mm -hmm. like this one just stuck out with me the most mm -hmm. and it also gets bonus points for one of the raddest death animations in the whole game yeah when you like when you shoot it it divides into smaller chunks and bits and one of them is like a skull that has like kind of tentacle nerves that will like grip you by the neck and if you don't struggle out of it it will squeeze your neck so hard that your head pops off and dives into you and takes control of your body and like lengths away and like readjusts it's, I, the, it's amazing the, the specific part where like you know it goes through the animation and your head pops off like a soda soda cap and it it's tendrils just like go into your neck hole and it starts like Ooh. animating you like a puppet and like it's you know hanging down the whole time and it like lifts your head up oh it's so fucking gross but it's so well done they didn't need to go that hard on a death animation <laughs> yeah yeah, they definitely space, went the extra mile. Absolutely. Yeah, Dead, Dead Space is definitely like they did the gore really tastefully done. Mm -hmm. Really tastefully. Um I think it's one of those games where you there's there's compilations on YouTube of like here's all the ways Isaac Clarke dies in Dead Space and like it mm -hmm. actually gets views cuz you're like the animations are so well done and they're so graphic and like every enemy type has their own animation like the necromorphs do it the the head popper dudes do it the baby things do it the bat things with the stabby things do it mm -hmm. the mini bosses do it and they're easy yeah. to miss like because yeah. you can not a lot of people get to see all of them mm -hmm. but they're so yeah. well done the whole the whole game entirely dead space like one and two very well done we don't talk about three but yeah one, we don't talk about three <laughs> but yeah one and two i think it came out like what oh seven oh eight something like that oh seven sounds right yeah it was um was it an Xbox? I think it was an Xbox exclusive, wasn't it? No, because I played it on the PlayStation. Oh, you did? Okay. Well, yeah. Scratch that part then. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, whenever I think of like the horror game kings that like have dominated the genre, it's always Dead Spaces in that in that that lineup. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. It's probably there's always that huge driving factor of you know the years between like 2005 and 2012. It was like gaming was like the best it could have been. <laughs> Yeah, that was our golden era because we were just at the right age. Mm-hmm. We had all of our friends. We had a full list of people who got online and played all the new games when they came out. Mm-hmm. Party invites every time you get online. Seven people in the party. Seven people <laughs> yeah. in the party, minimum. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was our golden era. Mm-hmm. And it had fantastic games come out in that time too. Mm-hmm. So we got really lucky. Yeah. But yeah, Dead Space is definitely one of the kings of the genre. Um, they brought the infamous <laughs> stick a needle in your eye scene, which I think like everybody can notice and appreciate. Uh, yeah, as <laughs> as extreme as that scene is, it's hilarious, yeah, but it's also very recognizable. I'm I'm sure they knew. They're like, what if it just went inside of your head? And it's like, <laughs> let's just jam it in there. Yeah, Glenn was probably like, let's throw the animation department a bone. <laughs> yeah, and be like, hey, can you uh shove a needle in Isaac Clark's face? Mm-hmm. And just make it as uncomfortable as possible for the fans to watch. Yeah, we know people have a fear of needles. What if one just completely <laughs> annihilated you? What if it, like, yeah, I'm sure the conversation was, what if it, like, went into their hand? They're like, no, it's not not gory enough. All right, well, what about, like, into the forehead? Like, it's trying to download your brain or something. Nah. How about directly in your eye? Like, you're trying to stick a needle in your pupil, and if you fuck it up, it's just like, all right, let's crank it up to 10,000 and just shove it in their face. <laughs> that was fun that's also uh, a kudos to the tentacle monster as well in dead space one mm. that was another that that could have taken the divider for me but it just stuck with me more but the, the just... hallway one yeah yeah that was mm-hmm. i remember the YouTube, you have to shoot it i remember the yeah the youtube video where it was like yeah this scene was so much hands-on work that it almost like disrupted the development of the game and set us back and but yeah. luckily they got through it and it was executed very well done yeah it it was definitely a hurdle for them having to realizing they need to break it down step by step and then that being conquered kind of like gave the team like this positive morale where they could just kind of do the rest of it Mm -hmm. it's great stuff yeah and i think what dead space doesn't get enough credit for is how well they made a horror game while keeping it in third person because there's a lot of horror games that are in first person but not a lot in third and i think the idea behind making it third person is that you can kind of see around you and what i love about that is that there's no hud everything is on isaac his health bar is on his spine his ammo is on his gun there's no you don't need a hud other than like you know checkpoint map. three or the map yeah the, the mm-hmm. yeah and that that was just so fucking cool because i i can't remember any other games that did that before dead space i mean there's gears of war but that's hardly horror no but no, and no. They, they, you know dead they space really those... popularized that idea of 100%. minimalistic and in-game mechanics mm-hmm. or uh gadgets like that yeah it was so cool and like with the guns it, the whole story as it by itself like engineer gets a distress call he's so ill-equipped to fight anything because he's just an engineer but he uses mm. the tools he has like a plasma cutter and other engineering devices like a you know a nail skewer driver thing and all these engineering tools to fight an onslaught of monsters and mm. other atrocities and that whole idea that just an engineer can be the hero and like you don't even have to hear his voice or see his face until the complete end of the game like 
I think that was really a, a, a great decision on the, the storytelling and, and uh, character design. You know, aspect. it's interesting you say that because in the, in the Dead Space remake that they're doing, the voice of Isaac is going to be in the remake. Oh. So they're going to give him his his voice. The same voice actor who was on for two and three will I think be it was there. Gunner? Yeah, Gunner, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Exactly. Uh, he's reprising the role for the remake. Fuck yeah! And uh, I think their their idea is to basically because a lot of people gave that game a little bit of flack for not having a voice for Isaac when it's just like. I would say bullshit at this point. Like, I would say, go to hell. I'm not doing this. And I think they're trying to kind of answer that and, like, just giving him a voice so that he can be able to, like, argue back towards mm -hmm. other characters in the game to kind of make right. it a little bit more realistic to what the player is feeling as well. Mm -hmm. I think it's their their goal for it. Mm -hmm. And, like, that that aspect didn't even bother me that much that he didn't really have a voice other than screaming and dying pain and whatever mm -hmm. um because it it makes it more meaningful when he does have something to say because it's like he doesn't have something to say but because I, I know technically uh when he's when he's being talked to by certain characters it's always they always ask questions that he's okay not saying anything to answer <laughs> like mm -hmm. that's kind of lame but i think it's still all right yeah, I'm excited to see it's what not, they do. Just yeah, just because it's it's a good franchise. A lot of people love it, and uh, yeah. I mean it's it's what we've always wanted, which is a current gen. This now being current gen mm -hmm. Dead Space game. Yeah, it's gonna be so. I'm so excited because mm -hmm. like everyone knows Dead Space. Like yeah, you, no one's gonna be like never heard of Dead Space before. It's so it's such a recognizable name and mm -hmm. franchise that everyone talks about. Dead Space 1 and 2 primarily, and then, you know, 3 kind of fell off, but it's just such a such a great game. Mm -hmm. And the idea, because, like, when it comes to zombies, you're like, oh, shoot the head, right? One shit, one, that's, that's your critical headshot, right? But you have to mm -hmm. aim for the limbs, and they write it in the blood, cut off the limbs, and I think mm -hmm. that was also a really interesting uh, alternative to just the basic headshot thing, because it makes you like, oh, you can rotate your plasma cutter, and you gotta aim for the legs, or the arms, or whatever's hanging off of them, and you the glowing yellow spot like that that shit was so cool it also allots itself to give more unique character design too, and yeah. enemy designs because you know you think of head crab zombies in half-life and their their heads are big so you just target that mm -hmm. um it, it allowed like well we need something easier for them to shoot at so let's just give them like long mantis pincer claws like so and that makes it scary because they're just two huge scythes mm-hmm I think something that Cat uh, <laughs> guest star. Uh, I think one of the other th uh, areas that Dead Space did really well was uh, there weren't a lot of cheap jump scares. And I know you'll probably argue like, "Oh, there's the vents. Sure, they pop out, but like they they still like when you're walking through a corridor and there's just you know background ambient noise, you can hear like just a random like." <laughs> And you'll know like a necromorph is nearby and you're like, is it behind me? Is it to my left, right, whatever? And then you turn around and you see it and then the music starts up and the violins are like, whoa, <laughs> and <laughs> you start fighting and they just did that so well. I They get mad props for not having too many cheap jump scares and doing a good job building tension as well. Mm -hmm. Dead Space was one of those games. I was 
I felt like I was pretty young. I, I didn't I don't watch a lot of horror movies or anything like that. So playing a game like that, it was one of the first games where I was constantly aiming down my sight, walking around every single corner, no matter what. Like once I got the backbone to actually like know the game and understand what's happening, it became more fun for me to play. Mm-hmm. But I remember just in the beginning, just like breathing heavy and just like you hear the wrench drop in the background. And oh like, yeah, I remember. Oh, okay, and then good that's that's another thing is good sound design because like Mm -hmm. i think for horror sound design and visuals it's it's 50 50 split like without one you don't have the other and yeah you need both like it's got to be really good um and like with the ambient sound design like you're on a giant ship a giant a basically abandoned ship there's Mm -hmm. like barely any life on it other than you know necromorphs and so like every you hear every little like wrench dropping or maybe a door opens or maybe the power shuts off and they do that so well because you're in this giant spaceship and it's just so like quiet and you're basically trapped and that's such a horrifying feeling is when there's not you can't like hop in a car and go home you're in the the dark void of space (laughs) yeah the feeling of isolation is is very potent in that game Mm -hmm. yeah um one thing i noticed when playing a dead space this was the game that made me realize that when you up the difficulty, the game gets so much scarier because you're more vulnerable to everything. Mm-hmm. Everything's harder. Everything is is uh, more difficult to kill. You get less ammo, and so you're more reserved. And I think when you up the difficulty, it definitely enriches the horror aspect of the game for sure. Yeah, your survival feels more at stake. Yeah. Yeah, when you're constantly being fed health packs and your health is always full and you always have plenty of ammo there's not it's not that scary because you're like oh i'm the monster <laughs> like i'm yeah. the one ki- the, the, a famous quote from when we played dead space 2 when you could custom or was it three i can't remember but when you could customize your guns and have like rocket launchers attached to grenade launchers and yeah, you just it's... decimate any opposition that came through yeah <laughs> that was it's that a different was... feeling dead space yeah. 3 yeah definitely um i mentioned that the idea of being trapped in space adds to the adds to the uh, horror aspect of the game and uh-huh. with that and as you know i like to spoil my episodes with the shirt that i'm wearing <laughs> mm-hmm. uh i'd be remiss if i didn't talk about bioshock mm-hmm. being one of the other fellow kings of the horror genres of the late 2000s um again being trapped underneath the sea mind you in like the 50s or 60s i think it was which was like another like super cool aspect of like you have this future tech where you can build an, a city on the bottom of the ocean but you're still like in this 50s 60s design you know the fonts on ha- saying happy new year say you know they're in that 50s 60s um, font style mm-hmm. everyone's kind of got like jukeboxes and everyone's kind of got like a transatlantic accent like it was it's a really unique take on horror which i thought was mm-hmm. really really cool it was so unique <laughs> and uh I remember specifically it was 2007 or 8 I just downloaded the Bioshock demo when demos were still a thing and uh, you know the plane crashed you swim to the lighthouse you go down downstairs you go to the bottom of the ocean and the bathosphere <laughs> the bathosphere yep and uh, you know when it resurfaces and that dude uh, is like you know standing in front of the bathosphere window and the the oh shit and this, I'm getting excited the spider splicer you know disembowels the guy mm-hmm. and then like flies you know tries to open the bathosphere and then goes away I was so scared I would not leave the bathosphere 
the door yeah. opens. I pause and hit quit because <laughs> I was so scared of spider splicers. And I eventually had the, got the courage to continue the game. But man, that Bioshock will always have this place in my heart as one of my favorite horror franchises. And even mm. though Bioshock 2 didn't get as much uh, attention, it was I still enjoyed the entire franchise. Bioshock Infinite was like a complete, like it's a huge leap ahead of the franchise. You know, one and two had the aspect of, you know, being trapped underwater. And then Infinite was different because you're in the clouds now. And while the game was spectacular, I didn't get that feeling of being trapped, which was so essential to that horror feeling in the game. And because, you know, when you're in the clouds, I was just like, oh, and then I just jump off and see what happens and you just respawn. So it, mm -hmm. did, it didn't feel as scary, but it was still yeah, a great I mean... game having bioshock you're you're in this like really claustrophobic and like dank environment that's always dark that yeah. needs to be lit artificially mm -hmm. versus you being in the sky with the sun perpetually lighting everything yeah. it, it has like a very different feeling to it mm -hmm. but i still love that it was basically the same it was almost like the same opposite take so in bioshock one and two it was you know bottom of the ocean in the 50s and then in bioshock infinite it was like the early 1900s, early uh, late 1800s, but you're in mm -hmm. a, a, a city in the sky, floating in Columbia. Yeah, I, I thought that was that, that was fantasy really technology world. They just that made they all just this happen. It. Yeah, but yeah, and plus just, Big Daddies are rad. Oh, they're so. I'm I might get a tattoo of Big Daddy someday. I just love the old retro diving suit and the sounds they make and you know, huge the little, drill, the fucking drill. Ah, that trailer was so fucking cool. They did the trailer so well too. Uh, yeah, Bioshock 2's trailer was rad. I remember yeah. that one with like the little sister being introduced or big sister being introduced. Oh yeah, the big sister. Mm -hmm. that was so cool. I forgot about her. Yeah. That was so awesome. They they did the character design phenomenal phenomenally in these games. Mm -hmm. And like plasmids uh, are fun too. It's very imaginative so cool. to just inject yourself with magic goo and then all of a sudden lightning bolts come out of your hands. Yeah. Yeah. It was and all the enemies are basically overdosers like everyone's just hopped up on Adam. yeah i forgot about that bit yeah you're totally right yeah. and they're just all going slowly more and more insane yeah and again bioshock is one of those games where you you immediately recognize it. like if i say a man chooses you say a slave obeys like everyone knows that's the phrase mm -hmm. and of course the would you kindly is yep, in itself kindly, yeah. a huge historic moment in gaming yeah like that reveal was amazing it was so fucking cool i just like I games try game. to recapture that moment and make it their own and it never works bioshock has that crown yeah they they did such a good job making it like sure there's it's a horror game but even just the action is fun like using the the zap them and whack them one two punch like everyone knows <laughs> that one too the yeah. combat was super satisfying and the horror was so well done like i'm sure you remember the scene where you're in like a morgue and you see a shadow yeah. of a guy operating yep and then the lights turn out and you're like oh fuck and you hear the water like <laughs> yeah, being disrupted because so, it's running away so good they i love the way they build tension in those games they do such a phenomenal job mm. i want to bring attention to a game that definitely scared me to the point where i had to put it down for a while <laughs> so that i could build the courage to play it again oh boy and it's not a horror game, but it's definitely something that I think a lot of people who have played it will agree with. And that is Half-Life 2. Oh, shit. We don't go to Ravenholm. <laughs> that part, it just 
terrified me. It was okay for 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 reference. Yeah. Half Life Two was my first Half Life game. I never played the original, and I'd never really been like immersed with like all the head crab zombies and like all the Vortigon and kind of that that world of Half Life. And so, going into like just getting your gravity gun and going into like this dark environment that's filled with all the, the zombies, and in that horror-filled area, they also introduced the fast zombies for the first time in the franchise, which are just these, like, they're stripped of all their flesh, and they have chunks of muscle missing, and I mean, what's worst of all is that they're fast. We're used to, from this point, just being, like, kind of, like, big, sluggish, like, like, zombies, (laughs) and these ones, they are now, like, introduced as, like, leaping across the buildings and, like, shrieking and when they lunge at you, they have like this, like, ah! like this, this, yeah. like, quick cut scream, like, kind of sounds like a stock scream sound effect, but it's like kind of sped up. And it, it's, uh, I, I, I had to put it down. I, I couldn't do it for a while. That's that. That's a sign that it's a good game. Is, <laughs> uh, and like you just get the gravity gun too. So I remember, like, oh, I, I want to use this. This, this looks fun because you had like your practice with like basketball and like playing fetch with dog and hmm. like. Raven mm, mm. home. <laughs> Couldn't do it, but I did. Such a man. Yeah. Another game that I wanted to mention on this episode was uh, Alien Isolation, which we d- we played it together. Um, but we had like a certain. I think we had incorrect expectations for the game like oh it'd be like a first person shooter you kill monsters people whatever but it's very much you're you're stripped of almost all power like you're given a revolver flashbang all these items that are basically a means of stunning the alien you can't kill it because it's it's a killing machine like it is it kills it it hunts for fun like it's a crazy crazy xenomorph and I think when you are stripped of your power to defend yourself and you must hide, oops, and you must hide, then uh, it makes the game that much scary because it's like, oh shit, like I can't even defend myself. I have to just hide from this thing so it doesn't kill me. Like there's no mm-hmm. chance, like we can't, there's no fighting mano y mano. Like it's hide in the locker and don't shit yourself too loudly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, Alien Isolation, when I finished that game, it was one of those times where I was like, wow what an experience like that was such a fulfilling campaign and it was so fucking scary the entire way through because you're always like oh that was kind of loud like i should go hide i think he's coming and then they Mm -hmm. give you the motion sensor which is a brilliant addition of a way to to map out where you are see where the alien is it's it's like being in open water like you can't really see all the way beneath you but you can see a little blip coming towards you and you're like oh Mm -hmm. fuck and you gotta hide somewhere (laughs) And I think that uh, the motion sensor was like it, it it was a huge, huge improvement to the game uh, or a huge upgrade to the game to make it that much scarier and knowing it's nearby and you can hear like the footsteps in the ceiling and then you're like, oh, fuck, he's going to come out of a vent somewhere. I got to hide. That was so fucking cool. I love that so much. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, when we first played it, we thought it would have been like a cheap jump scare game, but it's almost all just like building up tension. Oh, yeah, it's quality. It's, yeah, it's really well done. I, I wanted to add one more thing to your 
using the motion sensor. Yeah. That is really a good way for you not to like completely use it as a crutch. And that's when you bring it up, it switches the focus mm -hmm. so that you can't uh, yes, see I remember that. down hallway Such that you're walking detail. towards. Yeah. So you can't just like have it up and continue to walk because then you are switching your depth perception yep. and focusing and that's that's such a, a clever way to balance something mm -hmm. like that and, and one thing i didn't actually know until after i finished the game is that the motion sensor it, when it beeps when something's nearby it everyone can hear that so if if the alien mm. is right outside your locker and you're holding the motion sensor up it'll hear the beeping i didn't know that yeah. I'm, <laughs> i didn't think about the realism in the game which yeah i think was just it was fucking really really mm -hmm. well done i loved it so much and the the unsettling, the kind of like unnerving, like Wayland robots that yep. get a little bit too up close in their just deadpan stare is tut, tut. Just, yeah. <laughs> Those are so cool. Um, yeah, the game is just it's a it's a masterpiece in uh, storytelling and tension and atmosphere, and it's it's so well done. Like one of the one of the best horror games out there. I'll I'll say that much. Mm -hmm. Um. One th if we're talking about horror games, so I have to bring up PT. <laughs> I was gonna save it for last because this uh. is the granddaddy of <laughs> everything horror. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, you you go because well, I'm just gonna. I, mm. I mean, there's not much to say about it. It was a teaser, oh, and it, it. I mean, it, I know, but like, it was a teaser, and that was it. Like, it was a really like, I, how long did it play for? Like twenty minutes if Something you know like exactly what you're doing yeah it's about 30 okay but it's i watched probably like six or seven different youtubers play it because it was so well done mm -hmm. and there's something about that universe that is so like uncomfortable because like there's a certain scene where you're suddenly face to face with this woman, whatever. I don't even know what to call her. Lisa. Lisa. And it's, it's, it's like a jump scare. It's just like, hello, she's in my face and she's like breaking my neck or something. And like, there's all these squishy, crunchy sounds where you don't, cause it's first person. You can't really see what's happening to you. You just hear like bones breaking and flesh being squished and dripping. And it was all fucking gross. I, but like, that was it. Like, there wasn't much more other than, like, teases here and there. You see her in the distance. You do the loop, whatever. And then after that, the the teaser is over, and you're like, oh, I can't wait to play the full game. <laughs> mm. So yesterday, before we started recording this episode, I decided to kind of reminisce about everything that used to scare me as a kid and just kind of, like, chuckle. I had a pint of ice cream with me and just think, like, oh, this is so cute that I used to think that this was scary. Oh, I was mm -hmm. so young. I rewatched the PT gameplay experience. I almost didn't finish it. Like, it is still this absolute masterclass of suspense and tension. And it, it was it's just so fear-inducing. Like, I didn't even play it. I went to a mutual friend of ours' house, and he played it while I watched. And that was enough. I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to even touch the controller when it was on. And I am. I'm just like absolutely convinced that nothing 
in my life will ever be as scary as that experience ever again. Like one hundred percent, I I that has peaked. Like I will get scared in my life, but nothing will ever culminate into that feeling of unease ever ever again. Mm. And it it's amazing that like even even if the game came out, like if we lived in a universe where Silent Hills was actually released, Guillermo del Toro, Norman Reedus, Hideo Kojima, they all got it done. It it would not be such like this like perfectly encapsulated package that this playable teaser was. Mm -hmm. But boy, can you imagine if this was in VR? I was actually that was something I was gonna get to, but um, yeah, it, it's such a shame. It's such a yeah, shame because really that is. game could have made history. I I do think despite it not having like uh, I would argue that it probably wouldn't have been as amazing but like yeah it definitely would have been something special and like a real like you can even see the similarities between PT and Resident Evil Village mm -hmm. like the first 100%. person perspective all the cockroaches like just kind of like this feeling disgusting, of like disgusting yeah disgust and like unsettling nature of things like it. it Silent Hills would have, I think, changed the game, and it would have definitely, like, propelled horror mm -hmm. from there on. Yeah. It's it's so weird that, like, a teaser for a game is, is so historical. Like, if there, were, if there was a history book on video games, this would be in it. It's yeah. Just, this poor little teaser that had so much potential, mm -hmm. and then it gets It really out. did. Yeah. Such a shame. Pouring out for mm -hmm. PT. Pouring out. But now that you mentioned VR, I wanted to talk a, briefly about phasmophobia. Oh, do you <laughs> I, tell. I so I, I wish I had more to say, but I downloaded phasmophobia. Uh, I think it was like the summer sale, and I got it for like a dollar or some shit. It was really cheap. I haven't played it yet. <laughs> it's whenever I play, uh, I think the first VR horror game I played was like Dread Halls or something. You, you were in like it was just hallways of monsters, and I just I couldn't do it. I put on the headset, I I moved a little bit very slowly, and I, I just couldn't do it. Whenever I'm in games like that, even if it's like a first-person game and it's not VR, I I think I put myself in the main character's shoes a little bit too much. Like I, It feels like if he gets stabbed, I'm getting stabbed. <laughs> and so I just get so terrified to like put myself out in the subject my body to being brutalized and decapitated and disemboweled like I, I think part of me like sympathizes too much with the character and it just feels too real to me and mm -hmm. so that's why I haven't played phasmophobia in a very at all ever like it's it's too scary for me but it's, I want to I, I really want to it's so funny to think that like horror games have come a long way like mm -hmm. again we mentioned Resident Evil Silent Hill like they do so much to try and scare the player and it's to the point where if you play a lot of these games you get very desensitized and it becomes less and less scary but then you give yourself a new experience like vr and simulating being in a completely different environment and pt or excuse me i'm so sorry and phasmophobia is just you in a spooky house like that's it but it can it, it just induces so much more fear in the player just because it's all encompassing in your face yeah and like imagine if vr actually like 
really if if there was a game studio that made a half-life alex but horror like that would be mm, don't even want to think about it like minor spoiler alert for um half-life alex but there's a scene where you meet a certain person named jeff (laughs) and that sequence of horror events like you know trying to be quiet and sneak past them it's it's super scary it's amazing it's amazing like i like you played it recently you know it's not real but like being in that world did it make you feel scared yeah i mean i i the last time i really felt like (laughs) the last time i i felt kind of similar was playing the og gears with the berserker oh yeah the berserker which is also on my scary moments list conveniently (laughs) enough perfect transition but yeah it, it's the the lead into it you just see like this cut scene it's like kind of quick cuts and it's like all like kind of grainy and like zooming in and out and kind of flashing you don't really get a good look at this monster mm-hmm. that's being chained and all of a sudden freeing itself and then one of the 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 cog soldiers just like freaks out. i gotta get out of here and turns the corner and is just completely like brutally massacred by it <laughs> yeah. with all like the shadow effects so that you can still see around the corner or you can just yep. see what's happening even though you're not around the corner mm-hmm. uh i terrifying another game i had to put down for a little bit because i was too scared <laughs> to go back to it honestly yeah things that i'm you surprised can't kill are terrifying yeah, I mean, I'm surprised Luigi's Mansion didn't scare me, is basically what I'm trying to say. Because, like, that that scene in particular was, like, you couldn't use your guns. You had to sneak by in a game where you were all about being loud and going in guns blazing and just shooting everything in the forest predator style, like, just unloading your clips into everybody. It, it, it was too much for me yeah it it was a dynamic shift yeah it really was now you're powerless and this Mm because like if you try to shoot her you get i remember that metal sound and you're just like okay this is not penetrating armor whatsoever like i gotta Mm -hmm. do something else and then you get the hammer done and fuck it up but it was still a very well done uh sequence yeah and it's i mean it's kind of a pushover at the end of the day because you just hammered on which is like a very powerful weapon granted but like killing it's pretty easy in like the gameplay's perspective yeah but like boy that build up and just like having it rush you Mm -hmm. is yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's this big old hulk busting down pillars and Mm. yeah yeah no thank you well done to uh epic games <laughs> yeah um the last game that i wanted to talk about briefly and it, it's i wouldn't classify it as a horror game i'd say it's more like a sci-fi adventure horror and i'm sure you're going to appreciate this i chose inside oh interesting yeah, okay because like yeah, go for it like for a game that has no dialogue it's like very unsettling because mm-hmm. every scene raises new questions. You're like, what the fuck was that? Why is there a worm coming out of this pig's asshole? Why are these people single file line and just marching in unison? Like, it's so unsettling seeing hundreds of people marching into a city. And you're like, what the fuck's going on? And like, 
you're jumping from like you know rooftop to rooftop and so you just get glimpses like oh shit the line is still continuing from here and there's like hundreds of people if not thousands of people in line for whatever the fuck they're doing and so just the universe built around that game is so eerily mysterious I think that's what makes the game is that you just have so many questions and they rarely get answered. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so it's all speculating on what does this do? Cause I remember after I beat the game, cause I almost beat it in one sitting, I downloaded it at like midnight or it's something, short experience. stayed up until like five or six in the morning. I was like, I'll finish it tomorrow. And then I finished it another hour or two. Uh, what was I saying? <laughs> I forgot. What I... Uh, your mystery. And yeah, it was like beating. I I played I played through it I think three or four times, and each time I played through, I just I had a list of shit that I wrote down. Like, is this t- does this take place in the fifties? Uh, does the blob monster have some kind of like mythological backstory? Like, is there some kind of resemblance? Like, there's so many questions that come from that game. Is this a sequence of events that needs to go on repeat over yeah. and over and over again until the cycle is broken? Yeah. What What are these weird dome things that hum and then you pull the battery out and it dies? Like, what does this do? Like, mm-hmm. so many questions and you never get answers to it. But that, I think that's the charm behind the game is what makes it, that's what makes it so good is that you just don't know what's going on. But the, the, the universe is so rich in that mystery, like very muted black and white colors all these people in line for assimilation of some sort who knows but and they build it up so well coming from the forest you see like you know a couple people and then you start seeing the line form then you just keep going and keep going the line keeps going then you're underground in this giant fucking field where these base waves are coming through and there's just there's so many questions in each scene and that's just what makes it so good I mean, like, the scariest part for me in that game was also the the person with the long hair swimming at you underwater. Yeah. Is... And just, like, I remember very specifically, like, the relief you get when you escape the water, and you just see the hands, like... Just like, no... Just like, I'll get you next time. Yeah. Oh, that... that, That's so well done. It's just such a simple mechanic. You touch the water, she swims towards you, and then she just pulls you down. That's another game that really didn't have to go so hard with the death animations. Yeah. Like when a guard gets you, they'll just like choke you and just like, yeah, like very intimately like drain the life out of you. Yeah, or like a dog, like dog rips mm-hmm. your throat out. Yeah. yeah, and if there's multiple ones, they rip you to pee. Like it's fucking gruesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's so good. It I, it sucks because like, um, Play Dead hasn't released anything in so long, and I'm just so it's excited for the next game because I know that it'll be it'll come out when it's done. But it's I'm just so excited for the next installment because when I was playing through inside, I was thinking like, is there like ties to Limbo in this in some way? You know, like I... Limbo, it's 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 along the same genre of you know platformer horror mm-hmm. elements, sci-fi, really trippy storytelling, a lot of mystery, a lot of background. mystery. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I. Uh... I think everybody's very quick to be like, oh, this same. It's like the the disney pixar theory like oh all the movies are connected because they're made by the same organization like no i i don't think that always needs to be the case mm-hmm. like it, it's fun to like oh this is the same uh, naughty dog put in uncharted the precursor orb from jack and daxter they're in the same year like no it's just an easter egg like yeah. chill out like they're they're completely different games like yes it's fun but like it it's not always like this is this predates the game by 500 years somehow it's like no it's chill out 
Yeah. But that was a good one. I, I, I appreciate that you gave Inside a shout out because it definitely deserves yeah, it. It's... Despite being such a quick game to beat, mm-hmm. like it, it has a lot going for it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I want to mention that the length of the game doesn't make it any worse or better. Like it was a, it was a delicious, delicious bite of, 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 a, of this big juicy burger. That is the, <laughs> that is the statement of the episode. Yeah, it was, it was, the length was exactly what it needed to be because the game was like borderline perfect. Mm-hmm. So well done. So many questions. And it's one of those games where you, you finish it and you're like, I need to know what the fuck I just experienced. Yeah. Like there's so many questions that there's, there's so much, there's so many videos out there of people saying like, Oh, this takes place in Soviet Russia, like 17, like as random, uh, random uh, ideas of where the uh, origins of the game come from, because you're not given anything like at all. Mm. You just know it's trippy as shit. And there's a lot of hidden Easter eggs. And some of them are kind of pertinent to, the storytelling and oh if you play this recording backwards it makes a morse code for something like there's there's so much depth to the game and there's so many hidden elements to it it's so underrated i feel like people should know inside like they know dead space and bioshock like it is so well made and mm-hmm. i think it deserves to be up there with those fellow kings yeah that was a good one i like that you brought that one up yeah the only i'll just quickly say if you listen to our last episode, you know how I feel about Metroid Fusion and the SAX, which is like the anti-Samus before Dark Samus even came out. And, uh, like they're very scripted sequences, but like every time, like right before you encounter her, like the music completely stops, and then it's like changed with like this kind of heart-pounding, like rhythmic pattern, and it just like you just hear those like chilling footsteps and like you're just told to run before you even like really encounter her for the first time because you just are so helpless you cannot do anything to stop her where when you're currently introduced to it mm-hmm. and i i don't need to ramble on more about that because you can just <laughs> listen to our last episode if you yeah. want to hear that hmm. um but the the absolute last one i wanted to bring up and this is just another horror moment i'm sorry if i'm dragging on about this no, but good. like this one this one also really scared me as a kid uh, I'm going to take you back to 1997, <laughs> PlayStation 1 era, Final Fantasy 7. Mm-hmm. And I know you haven't played it before, but there is a scene in the game where there is a space alien named Genova that somehow escapes confinement. And she has left behind a trail of blood that you need to follow. And it doesn't sound so bad because the game is horrible graphics, arguably. Popeye arms, like the, the the character models look kind of silly, but the the music was just so there. It like completely sold the scene, and it made a particular impact because like the best way I can describe the music, it just sounds like like eerie mystery put into a sound. Okay, is like the best way I can kind of describe Ooh. it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's it's more like a kind of like like waning violin like and then it has like these drums like and it just like it it's just like it this is at a point in the game that like you've never really encountered anything like this before the like the the feeling kind of shifts and like 
that that music carries out even into the battle sequences because that's at the time when it was like Pokemon where you're walking around and also in a battle trigger. The same thing happens in this game where the like battle sequence engages and the music ch changes to complement that. And the music stayed between both portions when you're walking around and in the battle and then you start fighting these like like abomination creatures that are just like deformed and just not right and it just oh i loved it 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 is it was such a short scene but for, just like how i was able to actually like cross that hurdle as opposed to like playing ravenholm or fighting mm -hmm. the berserker where i had to put it down yeah. like it was it was a quick little bite but man i've never forgotten that like <laughs> kudos to that and on, that's where i leave us on, on the topic of old nostalgic games that scare us uh there's one game that i'll never forget it was for the original xbox it was called the suffering and i believe this was when i was still getting um whatever the official xbox magazine was that's how long ago it was it, oh, oxm wow, okay. i think it was called oxm yeah, yeah, yeah um they sent demo discs with each magazine edition and so <laughs> you're so old you're such a millennial <laughs> and so there was this game called the suffering i was like all right i'll try it out and God, I was probably like at most 12 years old. So I was, I was a little young. Yeah. And so the premise of the game is that you you're in jail and you're like, basically you're a convict. You don't know what you did, but you're in jail and you know, suddenly there's screaming and there's a blackout and you know, there's all kinds of all the horror sounds. Um, and so like all the cells open and like everyone's dead in their cell, but you, and you don't even know what killed them. And there's one scene where you're walking up to like this other set of steel bars and there's, uh, a, a detention officer that's, that's like, like, Hey, wait there. I'll go, I'll go get help. And he's standing like right beneath the vent and like seeing it now you're like, okay, what's going to happen? But I was, yeah. you know. 10, 12 years old. I'm like, oh, okay. He's going to need help. And <laughs> I'll be saved. Yay. <laughs> it's a happy-go-lucky game. Uh, and he immediately gets impaled from the top of his skull oh. with, like, this giant blade from the vent. And he, like, gets hung up and then gets sucked into the vent. And you're just like, holy fuck. That scene scared me so much, I had to sleep in my mom's bed for a while. I was so Love it. fucking scared of that mm -hmm. scene because you didn't even see what was attacking. But mm -hmm. if you kept playing, you'd see like it's these weird dudes with like blades for arms and legs and they'd walk on and be like, tink, 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 tink. And you'd know it's coming close. And that nice. one just like went and just went at the top of his head and picked him up through the vent. And oh, I just remembered specifically he stabs him first. And then he slams him against the the bar, splashing blood on you a That's few times, right. and then pulls him up. And so I'm just like, nope, nope. I'm gonna go play Double Dash because <laughs> I'm because <laughs> I'm fucking shitting myself. Right. And I'm gonna sleep in my mom's bed for a bit because that fucking ruined me so that's probably where my fear of playing phasmophobia and all those other games that really put you in the care the protagonist's shoes yeah comparisons. super fucking scary mm. it was yeah I'll, I'll remember it for the rest of my life but yeah it was scary as shit mm -hmm. a little poop came out <laughs> a little poop a little bit of poop but that was pretty much all i had yeah that's that was i'm i'm all wrapped up too yeah perfect so that'll be our horror games episode if you want us to 
talk more about certain games or if you have suggestions on next episodes feel free to leave them in the comments below this this episode was inspired by one of our uh, subscribers so thank you you know who you are for inspiring this episode thank you uh, we look forward to uh, more Callisto Protocol news hopefully soon from from my boy Glenn so mm -hmm. uh, also if if you have a horror game memory let us know we would actually love to read those because oh, i feel yeah. a lot of mine are just kind of like moments but they stuck with me and i'm sure a lot of people have those too yeah especially from like your childhood if you like were afraid of donkey kong playing mario or something like put that down in the comments because we love to hear you guys's feedback and of course any feedback for the episode to make it better please. and more digestible for you guys please let us know clap 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 emoji so that wraps it up. Thank you again for joining us in this 50-minute journey. It'll probably get edited down to something afterwards, but you know what the fuck I'm talking about. My name is John. This is Chris. Thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Be good people. Bye.